Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Also, don't forget, Maddie and I have book Instagram accounts as well as a book blog for all of the reads that we are talking about on LitSys. Maddie's is at Maddie Reads A Lot, and she does M A D D Y Reads A Lot. And Haley's Instagram is at Brook and Binding, or you can go to her WordPress blog that has all of the books she reads each month in in depth reviews. That's brookandbinding.wordpress.com. B R O O K E and binding.wordpress.com. Hello, lit listeners, and welcome back to your uh, weekly Friday listening of Lit Sis. <laughs> that was that was an interesting intro. That I was like the it. most formal I've ever <laughs> I've ever done an intro. Oh my gosh! Your listening ears are brought to you by Lit Sis. <laughs> it just felt it just felt so fancy. Thank you. I'm a I'm the queen of fanciness. Oh, is that right? Yeah, actually, I uh I I majored in it in college. Oh. Yeah, my degree was covered in glitter, and I got to wear a crown. Fancy. Thank you. I thought so. Very <laughs> fancy. <laughs> um, Haley, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I am um, going to try to get my child back to sleep because I set him down for a minute, and he got eyeballs open. <gasps> oh, so no. now we need to close them again. Close those eyeballs. Because it was definitely not a long enough nap. <laughs> uh, speaking of eyeballs. Oh, um, yes. Are you going to tell what your experience was today? Yeah, might as well. So uh, I got to see something very interesting. Um, so I, uh, for those of, I don't think I've talked about this very much on LitSys, but uh, my major is not actually in being fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm actually just finishing up. My last year of nursing school. Uh, I know. I'm the coolest. Uh, it's oh. pretty much just like being fancy, but with medical stuff. Mm. Um, and, if you say so. Yeah, you know, that's just that's how it works. Anyway, uh, today we do like these things called clinicals when you're a student where you kind of like go to the hospital and you get to work with nurses and kind of see what it'll be like. Um, get that uh, hands-on experience. Um, and today... There was um, a patient that had died, and he was an organ donor, um, but due to certain circumstances, he could only don- donate his the cornea of his eyes. Oh, wow. Which is like that outer lens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my instructor was like, Maddie, do you want to watch them harvest his corneas? And then you said... I said, sure, I might regret it later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was it cool or was it weird? It was, well, it was weird at first because, you know, you walk into this patient's room and you expect. It's just like in the normal room. Like you're just in the normal yeah. hospital room. They don't like take them to like an operating room or anything like sometimes, that. Like, sometimes they'll take them to like a morgue. But I was Yeah, I was really, wondering about the yeah, morgue. I was in a really small hospital. Um, okay. And so not that I don't, I think they have a morgue, but for some reason they, sometimes they'll do it in rooms. Sometimes they'll do it in ER rooms. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so they, yeah, someone just came from a bigger city to do this eye harvesting that happened, like, at night, and this was, like, maybe, like, nine in the morning, and, yeah, I just, I walked in, and it was weird, because, like, normally there's, like, an alive person in that bed, and it was <laughs> a dead, dead person. And Did I kept... the person look dead? Like, were they, like, discolored, or was it, like, yeah, they're a like, normal person? They're kind of yellow. Oh. Ooh. pretty thin. Was it the first time you saw a dead person? First time I've ever seen a dead person, but outside of like a funeral, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, besides a funeral. Like, n- n- done nothing to him or anything. And wow. it was just, it was so weird because I kept expecting that at one point he'd be like, <gasps> and like, wake up. <laughs> like, wake up. Like, what are you doing? To what me? is happening? But she, but the lady, she, uh, she just opened his eyes up and then she like used like a little like scalpel and like took the cornea off. And then, this is the thing that will forever be scarred in my mind, is so when you take the cornea off, it's kind of, like, black, and then uh-huh. you get to see, like, the iris, where, like, uh-huh. the colored part is, and, uh-huh. like, the hole. So it's, it's like the eye is still there, but it's just blacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was like, 
oh, not everybody does this, but I like to do this. And then she just took like a hook, plunged it into the eye and pulled out the entire eye and just slapped it on a piece of gauze. Why would she pull out the eye? What was the point of pulling out the eye? I don't know. I don't know why. Um, But an eye is not what you would think it is. It's like goopy. Oh, it's it's goopy. So like she pulls it out like hard. No, it's like snot. Oh, weird. The like actual eyeball is like our eyeballs aren't hard. They feel hard. They feel hard because there's the cornea there in the conjunctiva. (gasps) But then once that's gone, it's like mushy, mushy and goopy. Oh, my gosh. Gross. Wild. And so she just like hooked it. Pulled it out. At first, I was like, oh, maybe she, she's like, some, not everybody likes to clean this out, but I do. So I was like, oh, she's cleaning out, like, some of the fluid. And yeah. then I look, and there's a hole in this guy's face. I can't even. That's hilarious. And then she did it to the other one, and then he just had these two holes where his eyes used to be. And then she, like, put, like, like a cotton ball in both of his eye sockets. Oh, to make it look like he still had his eyes in there? Or just, no, to keep it open, I think. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, it's for visual effect. <laughs> visual. <laughs> no, just to like fill, fill that cavity up. Did you get my pun there? I did. I did. <laughs> well, speaking of... But, uh, yeah, so speaking of closing your son's eyes. No, I was going to say, speaking of puns and literary things, oh, well. we're going to be talking about how reading has impacted our lives. And obviously, it impacts my joke telling. No, but... <laughs> But no, I but, feel like yeah. before we lose more listeners to this horribly <laughs> very TMI story that if you go. don't like medical stuff probably grossed you out, we're gross. actually going to start talking about books now. <laughs> Woo, so finally. come on back, listeners who have left us, who's not even hearing this part of I was the story. Say, I can't even hear that. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, no. So, so sorry to have scarred you in the first few minutes of this podcast, but I promise you. The rest of this will be book related. <laughs> so today we're going to talk less about specific books because I feel like, you know, there's importance in talking about specific books, but I feel like we haven't done an episode where we just kind of talk about the general concept of reading. Yeah. Um, which I think is really spectacularly fun. Yeah. Well, this also is your choice of a episode because you know how I've been choosing the topics recently and this was supposed to be your choice this week so that is true and so I chose you chose kind of just talk about how reading impacts our life like or how it's impacted our life so far mm-hmm. so uh, since this is like your you you thought of this idea and it's close to your heart obviously do you want to like how do you want to go about it? Do you want to pose questions to each other? Do you want to just like kind of tell stories or like I'm, what are your thoughts? Like a combo. Like I, I, have, I have like a few things that I want to ask you, which might prompt us into some stories about okay. our childhood or reading in general. So well, let's let's jump off this diving board and get let's going. Get, let's swim get in it. the pool yeah. of literary <laughs> knowledge. I don't know. You're I'm such just... a weird mom now. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just, I'm trying to think of good, like similes, like similes and stuff, no. but they're just coming off weird. Okay, ask me some questions. I guess. Okay. Well, the thing that I think about immediately is like, what, what book do you think? I know I said we were going to talk about books, but like offhand, it we haven't talked about this at all. What book do you think really got you started on reading? You know, honestly, I, I would say. <laughs> I would say my first thought was, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue. My second thought was, maybe Nancy Drew. Oh, that was yeah. a pun. I know. Oh, no, my second thought was like Nancy Drew or something like that. Like um, those, mm-hmm. oh, those books that were like, uh, oh, gosh, dang. There were like these books. Okay, you know what it was? I was thinking about this the other day. When we, in our elementary school, the, like, like scholastic companies would come and set up books. Scholastic book fair? Yeah, the scholastic book fair. March during reading months? <laughs> yes, they would set up books on display. And, um, like, something that was, like, Magic Treehouse or something like that. Was that <gasps> yes. a book series? Boxcar okay. Children, too. So good. I didn't read the box far. Oh, I book. love the box. Yeah, Magic Tree House. And then like Junie B. Jones. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking like way back, but I read Nancy Drew pretty early on. Like I'm pretty sure I read Nancy Drew in like fourth or fifth grade into middle school. But anyway, she good. 
Oh, we got a bunch of say. we got a bunch of Nancy Drew books from the library once. Yeah, for free. But I think with the Scholastic Book Fair, I thought it was so cool. I was literally thinking about this. I thought it was so cool that like I would bring home this little like magazine thing, mm-hmm. and it had all the books, and on the back it was like the order form, so I could mark like if mom and dad said yes, like I would mark which book or books I was allowed to get. And then I'd bring in the money and cut out that little thing. And then I'd take it in. And then, like, however many weeks later, you'd get, like, a package. And they'd uh-huh. bring your books to you. And it was so fun. It was so fun. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, that was, yeah, that was, like, I always look forward to that. And then I could walk around the library and, like, look at books. Like, yeah. I know that sounds lame because libraries always have books. But, like. It those specific ones on display like that was cool yeah because some of them you could buy at the book fair and some of them you did do like the little form thing yeah and well a lot of times it was like oh i'm gonna check out what they have and then yeah. i'm gonna order what i want because mm-hmm. i would never usually have the money with me that time that's true I'd i re- like hmm. i remember one time thinking back to the scholastic book fair i remember one time uh i don't know if you know this story maybe you do but mom and dad gave me money to buy a book at the Scholastic Book Fair. What? Yeah, they did. And you didn't have to order? No. Wow. No, but here's, here's the funniest thing. Um, is They gave me, I think maybe it was like $10, $20, I don't know, to buy some books at the Scholastic Book Fair. Uh-huh. And instead of doing that. No. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what you're about to say. I used it. <laughs> To buy this, like, horse video game or computer game. What? <laughs> At the Scholastic Fair? Yeah, there was, like, this horse computer game. I totally remember that game. <laughs> and I, like, bought it secretly and I kept it hidden in my closet. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> but then they found it within the time that Scholastic Book Fair was still happening and they made me return it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part of the story. And they made me take it back. <laughs> because I had asked them, I was like, can I get this computer game? And then they said no. And then I was like, okay, then can I have money for books? And then they said yes. And then I bought you it. You conniver. You know that was oh, me as a my kid. Word. I was sneaky. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this is very similar. Hey, mom and dad, can I have money for such and such? Spend it on something else. <laughs> Oh, hey, actually, I still never bought that thing. Then what do you do with the money? Uh... <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all. Yeah, the sarcasm in the voice definitely yeah. is there. So I'm pretty sure that's where my uh, bad money habits started. That's hilarious. I had no clue. I was yeah. such a, like, perfect child you tell me to keep a rule and I'm like okay master like I'm like so, like I'm just so obedient like I don't question things like it took me like we've talked about this before but like alliterate maybe not alliterations what are those things called um when it like stands for something like the like acronym. letter acronym <laughs> i like never questioned what acronyms meant i was just like oh yeah that's what it is and then someone was like you know like two different times this has happened and tp oh yes well who said r.i.p <laughs> no not you it was you v.i.p you didn't no, realize no, no. It-, it was r.i.p Oh, was it I me? I think VIP it was me. Was. You didn't know VIP. No, you didn't know VIP. I didn't know RIP. Well, whatever. What, but anyway, I was like, yeah, we're going to go TPing. And then someone's like, you know, that means like toilet papering. And I was like, <gasps> what? Because I just like accepted things. I didn't like ever question stuff. And then when I got older, I was like, maybe I should figure out like how I like what, what my thoughts are about stuff. Like, do I actually have opinions? Haley is just a mindless things? sheep like, wandering around. Do I just say, Oh, yes. Do yes. I just say, yes, I'm just going to do it. Maybe my child would be obedient like that. Are you born? Ta- oh, my gosh. True. And then, and then meanwhile, you told me anything. And I'd be like, why? I know. You're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I don't know. That's I'm not, not fair. I'm not doing that. That's not fair. <laughs> there's, like, there's no why? justice. Why? You have to eat your veggies. Why? Why can't I have mac and cheese every night? Why can't I have chicken fingers every day or pizza? I wanted an explanation. Like, what was the difference between eating vegetables and eating chicken tenders? Like, I wanted to know, like, why was maybe this better than at the that other moment, one? mom and dad should have whipped out like a health book for they you. They should have, like, 
Oh my gosh! I just thought of that one book of that girl who gets the rainbow stripes because yeah. she ate like jelly beans or no, something like no, that. I don't know. She did. She wasn't eating her lima beans. Oh yeah, that's no what lima it was. Bean. So she didn't eat something healthy, and she got like ill. She got like, like she got like sick and got like rainbow rainbow stripes. stripes. Because I think she was eating a lot of jelly beans or something like I that. I don't think it, I don't know if it was jelly beans, but I just know that she wasn't eating. Like when she ate lima beans, she went back to normal. Yeah, and that they should have handed you that book right there. And then veggies been are like, important. I think that's what I just. I just think I wanted to be like I wanted you to tell me the explanation behind it. Like I mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't like you. I wasn't like blindly trusting people. I was like. I was like, okay. Yeah, having faith in society. Yeah, for sure. Okay, or no. my parents to tell me truths. and Okay, our parents, all parents actually, all parents do lie to their kids to some extent to get them to do what they want. Yeah. And I feel like I recognized that and I, I hated it. But like, yeah, you were like, I know what you're doing. Because you probably saw me just obediently following and then you were like, wait, wait a second. Wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on. Why are I'm not drinking following? the Kool-Aid. Like, <laughs> Did you know I made a reference about that to somebody and they were like, what? And I was like, no. You know, the and they're like, no. Wow. There was something else. There was something that Max and I were talking about and he had never heard of it. Uh, I'm just going to come to me later. I can't remember. I feel like but it was something like that. I yeah, thought it was it, wasn't it like a like wasn't that. like a like a serial killer or something, and they didn't know who it was. No, no, no. He had never heard of. I don't remember. Oof. He had never heard of like something like it was like a word, maybe not a word, but it was something that was like very obvious. Like you don't. No, no, no. Who was I talking? You. I was talking to you. What? Oh no! <laughs> you didn't know what Faust was. We <laughs> talked about it on the podcast. podcast. I know. I was like, someone I know recently has. <laughs> I have actually, like knowledge. I like, share my knowledge with somebody, and it was you. And did you look up that link? Do you now know who Faust is? I regret to say I did not. Wow. Wow. Um. Also, Poor just shame. gotta say, you made me ask my boyfriend if he knew who Faust was. And yeah, you know what he, he said no. Okay, well, we can talk about that later. Whatever. I'm sure no. there are reasons. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Going back to hark, harkening back. We had the same <laughs> lit teachers. <laughs> like I don't understand the same teachers. I okay. Senior year, we didn't read things like Metamorphosis. We read like Joy Luck Club. That's lame. I read that in like the tenth grade. Well, you know what? You're lame. <laughs> anyway. Continue with anyway. Going back, I just gotta say, I I think there's fairness in being faithful and trusting in what people say without question. Yes, but then I also think it's fair to want like I wasn't trying want an explanation. Want an explanation. I wasn't trying to defy our parents and be like, no, I'm not gonna eat that. Yeah. But it was like, if you give me the reason why, then I'll know, and it'll like because I we didn't do that in healthcare. Like if you tell someone finish your antibiotics till they're done, till we say to stop doing them. People will stop taking them when they feel better, but you have to educate them. We want yeah. you to finish them all the way because if you don't, the infection can come back. Mm-hmm. So like they have to understand why they're doing something. Exactly. So I think as a kid, I just wanted to understand why I was supposed to do something versus. So do you feel to. like that mindset has affected how you write or how you perceive books? Because I don't think you blindly accept a book for how it is. I think you're like, You've always been analyzing books, like, since you've been little. And you're like, why did the author write this way? Why did they do this? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. do you feel like that's just something that is a part of who you are and you've applied it to your writing and reading? Or do you feel like it influ- like reading and writing influenced you to ask those questions? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's the first one a lot. I really think, um, like... And, and here's an example. I do this literally every time I open a book. I look at what, how is it being told? Is it in first person? Is it in third person? Is it in third person with multiple perspectives? First person with multiple perspectives. And does that mean something to you? Like if an author has chosen to do it in a certain narr- like like viewpoint, I guess. Does that like does that mean something to you? As in like how good of an author they are to you, or like uh, how you per like. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they've made this choice. Okay. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, actually, it, it does impact it in some way. I do kind of hold a higher precedence for books written in the third person. Oh, um, right. I write in the third person. I think it 
helps to create um, a better all-around view of the book. I think first person is beneficial when you're doing something like Girl on the Train where... Yeah, where it's like an unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator Because if it was part third person, you would get... The whole like, picture. Yeah, you would... There would be no suspense built up because you would just know all sides of the story. Exactly. And so but I it's think- good when you're writing like a fiction or like oh, a, yeah. you know, because then you get all the different sides and it feels more of a complete package. Especially when it's like fiction about like family drama, stuff like that. Like it's really good to have many perspectives um, instead of just kind of always seeing it through the lens of one person. Because when you yep. see it through the lens of one person, you're going to be biased towards that person. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I always look for too is when you have multiple points of view and they change per every few chapters or so, or every mm-hmm. other chapter, um, mm-hmm. I always think to myself, someone's going to die. <laughs> oh, oh, because because probably um, the Divergent series. Yeah, because I of Divergent. That up. Because I picked that up because they had, she had never introduced never done another that. narrator until the last book. And then you're like, well, if someone's going to die, someone else has to carry on telling the story. Exactly. It's literally from the third Divergent book. So we're, I'm just going to spoil Divergent now because I don't think it's a good enough series to not be spoiled. Yeah. Um, so, like, the first two books are all written in the perspective of Triss. And then the, the, the third book, the main character. And then the third book is written in the perspective of Triss and... Tobias. Four. Um, yeah, he goes by four. Um, but it's both her and him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, first you're like, huh, that's interesting because they're together like all the time. Yeah, so it's so like, like, why are you telling this story from two different perspectives? That doesn't yeah, make sense. It doesn't make any sense because at the, but it does because at the end Tris dies, so then yep. four carries on the story. Mm-hmm. But it's just like because of that now whenever i read books i'm just like if it's multiple perspectives especially even more so than like third person definitely does it as well because i mean you're not in anyone's brain so anyone can die but mm-hmm. especially when it's multiple perspectives i'm always like someone's gonna die ruda sepetis <laughs> does it do you think so insult to the sea yeah i guess that's true like I'm not going to tell you who, but... I don't think it happens with everybody. I don't think every time an author introduces multiple narrators, one of them are going to die. As bright as heaven, it happened. I don't care. (laughs) I'm saying not every time that happens. I I can easily think of... um, I think of one right now. I think of a book right off the top of my head. The newest Rudis and Petties. No one of the narrators... um, Because there's a few. None of the narrators die. Okay. Spoiler alert! Spoiler People um, live. Oh my gosh! Wild, Not a tragic ending. Um, think about things, even things like the girl before someone dies in that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of known, but still, like, because you have the two perspectives, mm-hmm. you get a glimpse of what happens before one of the characters dies and after. Yeah. I'm just saying, whenever that happens, I definitely am like, hmm, this. There's a specific reason why an author chose it to go like this, and so that obviously has affected how you write Mm -hmm. and have you dab excuse me have you dabbled in writing in first person ever or do you always just write in third person and do you always expect to um kill off somebody (laughs) um i because you're kind of giving your own tactics away that i mean that's true that's fair um i always write in third person i don't think i've ever done anything written in first person unless it's poetry um, because poetry is personal. What? You sound so fancy. <laughs> Unless I whip out my, uh, my journal of poetry collection <laughs> that I just ponder. And, um, <laughs> unless I've sat down to write a piece of a soliloquy, I've decided to use a third person in everything because I'm Miss Fancy, Miss Fancy Degree, who only writes in third person. <laughs> And I kill off every single character until there's no one left. And the only person telling the story is me. And I'm the third character. (laughs) You are the worst. Hey, but I'm accurate. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Okay, I'll have you know Miss Fancy right now is not dressed at Fancy. She's in her sweatpants. She's you, tired. Fancy is not an attire. Fancy it's a is a way of life. 
<laughs> it's a perspective on life. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Miss head in her butt. Um, oh, I, thanks. You're what welcome. an insult. Well, you shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yes. Um, going back to my own writing because pff, the coolest ever. Um, uh, so I always write in third person just because I think it gives like a well-rounded perspective. Um, also, I hate the way that it's going to sound really cheesy. I want my writing to be taken pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. I think when books tend to write in the first person perspective, it sounds very young adult fiction. Oh, um, I've and never not, thought that. Not that young adult fiction isn't serious because um, it can definitely be it tackles some pretty serious things. But there is always, I mean, the reason it's called Young Adult is not necessarily just the age group, but it's also generally what's going on in the storyline. Yeah. Um, they tend to be a little bit more lighthearted, um, even amongst, I mean, if you think about things like The Fault in Our Stars, it's about cancer, and it, but it's still lighthearted. It's, it's targeted towards a certain age group, so it can't mm-hmm. be too significantly knitling down as and sad and stuff like that which i'm not yeah. trying to do but it also it tends to write in first person mm-hmm. um which then creates um the whole issue of it sounds just like someone's diary well and i think we can move on but really quick there have been books that i've read where different chapters it switches from a first person like a main narrator as in their perspective is in first person, and then it'll switch to another character. Obviously, that becomes a third-person perspective because they're not the main character. So, like, I've had chapters where it's, like, I'll read a book, and then if it starts, like, I jumped on the train and I did blah, 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 and then the next chapter, which is Girl on the Train, I'm pretty sure, or some... No, 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 Girl on the Train doesn't do that. Another book does that. It's, like, I did blah, 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 and then the next chapter, it talks about another character, but in the third person because... Oh, really? Yeah, because you're in, because it's still like they're not the main person. See, I've never read a book like that, I don't think. Okay, well, I've got two of them that are coming to my mind right now that you probably could read about. So, what, what, it's what's interesting. What's one of them? Uh, I just finished The Chain, and that is interesting because you have like your main characters. Um, you have, like, your main characters, but then it jumps to, like, a character that's unknown. And the unknown – actually, three books. The unknown character a lot of times is in the, like, I because mm-hmm. you don't want to give away who, who the person that person is. actually is. Oh, okay. Then I guess I have read a book like yeah. that. Yeah. And the then, like, there – Yeah, Perfect Mother. And then mm-hmm. um, another one that came to my mind, not, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers has an element of that, I believe. Oh, okay. Moriarty. And then also um, – Oh, this is the main one that came into my mind, and I'm totally blanking. Hold on. It's, uh, do, 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 do. It'll come to me. Hold on. Not perfect mother. Not the Oh, 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 oh. An, anon- an anonymous girl. Oh, okay. Right? By, yeah, by Greer Hendrickson. Yes. Blah, blah, is that blah. what that book is called? An anonymous girl? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book does the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely... I, I just think that's a really interesting tactic to go about, especially if you're trying to keep things secret. So maybe your next book you could write, oh. or maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, maybe we could try to apply something like that. Okay, we're moving on. Next question. Next question. Okay, so my next question is: Is there a book that you feel like has completely impacted your view of something, either Ooh. for the better or for the worse? Okay, so I'm going to just keep going with my first gut instinct. And this doesn't mean it's, like, the ultimate book. That's, like, my favorite. But it's, like, I'm just going to go with my gut, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense? So the very first book that comes to my mind is The Unwinding of the Miracle. Uh, Julie (laughs) Williams. Um, It is a Goodreads nomination for 2019. I voted for it. And I voted for it. And, yes, good choice. Thank you. And, honestly, that's the first book that came to my mind because it impacted me so much for the better in just even how to view a memoir. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I kind of was, like, I thought memoirs were interesting, but I wasn't, like, I'm going to go read a memoir. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it really opened me up to that world and really touched me in such a deep way because we've talked about this book a lot, especially Mm – 
um, early on episodes, I brought it up a lot because it was my one of my uh, best books of 2018. And, uh, and we did the wise memoirs. So touching episode, mm-hmm. but I really think that book impacted me for the better because like I said, it opened me up to the world of memoirs and it helped me. Um, I feel like it got me into the mind of someone like a cancer patient. Um, but, but she thought about it in such a logical way. And then she just like, I don't know. She thought about it in a logical way, but, and you were like on the journey with her. And then there were moments of like, this is a, I need to tell my story. So she like starts telling how she, so you get like her current situation, but then she's like, also, this is kind of, I feel like I need to share where I came from, Mm. you know? And that was just so touching to, and we've talked about memoirs of how touching they are of just like, opening you up to a world that you probably will never personally experience or a life that you've never like, like with a glass castle, like we didn't grow mm-hmm. up the way that Jeanette walls did, but we get a glimpse into how she grew up. So that's my first gut instinct, a book that impacted me for the worse. Honestly, I think again, Inkheart comes to mind mm-hmm. the book that I've talked about before it showed me that not all book series or books, I guess, are meant to be trusted. Does that make mm. sense? Like, that, that does like, make sense. I can, I can put my guard up a little bit when reading a book. I don't need to just fully always dive in. And kind of just to be aware of, like, how a book is making me feel and if that's okay or not. Like, I think it just helped me learn to put my guard up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway. But I could go on and on. I mean, Hearts and Invisible Furies, that oh, book opened me up so to good. a world and a genre that I had stayed, tried to stay away from for a long time um, and just gave me a better glimpse into a society that or a culture or lifestyle that I didn't, I'm not super familiar with. I didn't really know much about and mm-hmm. um, impacted me for the better. Honestly, like when you get stories, like books can impact you in so many amazing ways because <laughs> You get a chance, like we've said, to experience life through the eyes of somebody else, whether that's fiction or not. Like, Mm -hmm. you can really take away so much from a book. Like, even just like a little don't trust, you know, don't trust your neighbor or like little like, like, or that's that's a bad one because hopefully you have nice neighbors. But like little things like that of like, it could be the easiest, like, don't get in a van of a stranger or like little moral things or like, Hey, be kind to each other. Why don't Mm -hmm. you try to like, you never know what someone else is going through. And like, there are just little life lessons throughout each story because the authors feel like there's a purpose behind why they have to write this. Like Mm -hmm. they, they're not just, well, hopefully they're not just writing books just to write and, you know, just to get money. But like, they feel like there's a purpose behind the story and they feel like it needs to be shared. So, yeah. And I really, I really appreciate what you said about um, memoirs because I I might've said this before, but I think our own stories are some of the most exciting to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I always just think like autobiographies, memoirs, that kind of stuff had to be the most boring stuff ever. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, I don't really want to read about someone else's life, but then when you do, it's It's like, like, oh, I forgot that like everyone's lives are interesting and like fiction is just our way of lives but with yep. real lives like those are still interesting yeah um, well I think it's really funny that you chose Unwinding of the Miracle for something that has impacted you for the better because the first book that came to my mind when breath becomes air when breath becomes air by <laughs> which you need to read Haley it's... well you need to read Unwinding I will I honestly it's on my to read list what if like what if in the new year we start off because I'm wanting to read Wild Game in the new year as well as like a memoir why don't we like switch those memoirs off and read them at the start of the year and just kind of start our year in like a reflective like what if J- january is like the month of a me- month of memoirs or the month like of memoirs um that'd be I, interesting i would be down for that i mean it's not an alliteration like you could do with march or may but you know that's I'm fine true with it. well it's the start of the new year i don't yeah, know yeah i think i think january because that is that's not because then I... you can reflect on yeah. like how you want to go about this year. Like, what do I, how do I want to, like, what I'm learning from these memoirs, 
Like, how is that going to impact me going into this new year? Like, this new fresh start of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a really great idea. I think it'll be a good plan to read January as the month of memoirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, mine is When Breath Becomes Day by Paul Kalanathi. And if I have to think of one that um, changed me, I don't think anything has ever really changed me for the worse. Yeah. Um, I think I grow in every book that I've ever read. Yeah. Um, but definitely one that I think I've, and I've talked about this before, but is the art of fielding by Chad Hardback. Oh yeah. 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 I, that one is just, it was just too many, not, not even necessarily controversial things, but just too many. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and I talk about it every time, but just, the the uh, relationship between a twenty year old baseball player and like the sixty seven year old president of the university is just yeah. all kinds of inappropriate. Yeah, and it was played off as, and maybe it was like written in such a way that like my young mind when I read it couldn't understand that the author was trying to show it in a negative light. Yeah, by using it ironically, but it felt yeah. like he was showing it in a positive light, and I was yeah. like. Even being like, I think I was like 14 at the time. I was like, uh, that's not this appropriate. This is not okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that I would think that I would pinpoint that one as being like one that has like real impacted my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, honestly, like the ones that have impacted me the most over time end up being like the really great ones like that. Yep. Also, Man, these are some good questions, sis. Um, thank you. Sometimes I just think talking about just books in general is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I realized that I never got to uh, answer the first question that I asked. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, which was uh, a book that made me go into reading. Oh, yeah. Uh, we kind of just got off on our Scholastic I, Fair love. Oh, Freaking Scholastic Fair. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the, I think, honestly, is he okay? Oh, he's just trying to chew off my hand. Oh, that's fair. You know, understandable, buddy. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. He is cute. Um, We've been having a very emotional day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's tired. That's what I, yeah. Well, it's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of, like, very not wanting to be put down or play with anything. Just mm-hmm. wanting to be held the whole time and not really like, I don't know, not feeling very, not being entertained very easily. Does no. he have a fever? No. Are you sure? I mean, I don't think so. Why? Do you okay. think he'd be teething or something like that? No, I didn't know. He, he might have like a urinary tract infection or something. Oh, how would that come about? I mean, it's, uh, it can, it's not like common, but. Um, uncircumcised uh, babies have a more um, higher risk of getting it than circumcised babies. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he seems, I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I think he feels normal. Maybe a little warm, but I don't know. Okay, how's he been feeling? I could take it. He's been eating good. Okay. Normal. It's just a fussy day, I think. Yeah. And he could be starting to teeth. He's been drooling like nobody's business. Wait, how much? A ton of drool. Is he breathing okay? Yeah. Okay. He breathes just fine. Sure. He's just got a ton of drool. Okay, I'm just making sure. I think it could be a start of teething, so. Probably. I just, um, <laughs> there's like this really bad infection that, ba- that, not babies as much, but like kids can get. Uh-huh. And one of the, like, and one of the biggest symptoms is like, is drooling. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like it's like they have like really high pitched inspirations <gasps> like that. Oh no, he and doesn't. They're like that. drooling. So nope. All right, I'm making sure. All right, I'm gonna yeah. plunge, plunge back in. Okay. All right, but um, so I love this classic book fair, but I realized that like there's various books that kind of like at different points in my life really made me like to read. So mm-hmm. like. 100% Junie B. Jones was, like, my jam yeah. as a little kid. Like, I had all of I them. I think you read all of mine. Yeah, I think or, so. Well, we had them in our little library. Mm-hmm. And then and I used then to keep them under bought, my bed. Yeah, and then you started buying, like, the hard copies. Mm-hmm. I think through Scholastic or, or something like that. Yeah. I used to love reading Junie B. Jones. And then this is a book series that 
I really loved that you never got into. And to be honest, I still love it that like to this day, if I had some of them, I would read them. I, I think you them. voted for this book for a Goodreads this series if I'm on the same mindset as you. I don't think you are. <laughs> okay. What is it? Uh, the Geronimo Stilton books. Oh, I remember those. I thought you were going to say like Diary of a Wimpy Kid because I saw on Goodreads oh. that you had voted for that book. For like, I did vote the... for that. Yeah. And I was like, she's not read those in like years. I did also like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but Geronimo Stilton was my jam. He He's was like my... detective. He was like a rat Nancy Drew. Um, excuse me, he was a mouse. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. But yes, he was like a mouse version of Nancy Drew. He mm-hmm. was like a little professor looking guy. and He always went on these really crazy adventures that he was 100% not equipped to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny. Loved that series so much. I mean, it, they still make them. And what was so fun about them is they made reading fun because like sometimes the text would be like, looks like a block of cheese or like. Yeah. It was super easy to read, and I could read one and of them in a day. there were pictures in there, too. There were pictures. And he always went on these fun adventures. You know, the sister named Thea, who rode motorcycles. Um, and he was just, like, this kind of, like, not a scaredy cat, but he, he grew to be braver. And he was always just doing these crazy things. And at the end of every book, it showed you which one was going to come out next. And yeah. I always got so excited. I'd go into the uh, the Bordens in the in the the mall and i'd go and find it except borden's is now closed i know um so would you say he wasn't a scaredy cat but he was a mighty mouse he was a mighty mouse <laughs> you know he he learned to be strong and brave and there oh man i still have some of them they there was, was such a good series mm-hmm. uh big fan but then when once i was kind of through in that season of my life there was one book in particular that kind of helped me move into the transition to like young teen, like young age books. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the book Flipped by Wendelin Van Dranen. Oh, I think I owned that book, but I never read it. So you must have read it. Yes, I <laughs> love that book. It's that book and then another book, Heartbeat by Sharon Creech. Um, those two books really impacted me. So Heartbeat was kind of written in a poetry way. Um, and it was about this girl who liked to run with no shoes on and she was doing art stuff and she had to draw all these different apples and then flipped was more of a chapter book and it's actually a movie now. And I remember when it came out, I think it came out in like 2010, I remember mm-hmm. when like the trailer was coming out, I would sit in our dad's office and I, cause we didn't have internet and I would look on the computer in my dad's office and watch the trailer and I'd be like I'm so excited I know. Um, and it is so good it's about like this like young boy and girl like I don't know like middle school age and he had liked her for a super long time oh no so she liked him for a super long time and he hadn't been interested in her and then it's called flipped because it flips where she becomes not interested in him and he's interested in her and I don't know. It was just a really cute book to read. And it ends very... The ending is not what you expect it to be. And I think that was the first time that, like, I finished a book. And I realized that, like, the story was so much more than just two guys... Two people two two people loving each other. Or, yeah. Like, like, people, like, learning how to, like, like and love someone. But it was deeper about family and connection. And I don't know. It's a really, really good book. Well, but I was just thinking, too, because... We are talking about how reading has impacted our lives. And then we kind of dabbled in your writing as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you've been writing, a, like, a long time and, like, making up stories. And I don't know if, like, when would you say you first started writing? Because I feel like it just is, like, a natural thing that you've always done. Or do you feel like there was a book or a series, like you just talked about, that inspired you to want to write your own Geronimo Stilton or your own flipped or something like that I honestly don't know if there was like a book that inspired me to write one like it I I think I started writing in like third grade um and I don't know I just I kind of did it like my me and one of my friends we talked about like writing (gasps) no wait maybe Black Duck Black Duck did you ever read that book no Black Duck was like I don't think I was inspired to write because of Black Duck, but I think I read it around the time I started writing, which is about like it's so weird. Did they let us read it in like the third grade? Um, but it's about this like body that washes up on shore of this beach. Oh my god! Um, I know. 
and it's like trying to figure out who this person is and i think he was like involved with the mob or something black mm-hmm. duck it's a good book um <laughs> we read it for our reading club but it was around the time that i read black duck that i think my friend and i wanted to create like our own story that was kind of like a little mystery yeah um and so like I would write a chapter and then she would write a chapter. And our first story was kind of like about this like haunted house kind of thing. Oh yeah. And, I remember that. Yeah. And then we I, were... I think I started, I feel like I started writing a book or something, a short story similar to that. Or I remember like typing up yours or something like that. I think that. you might've typed up mine. I don't know. I don't remember, but I, it's starting to come back to me and something about, like, I wrote, like, purple font. Like, I used a word with, like, purple. <laughs> I don't know. I'm starting to get some flashbacks here. Oh, gosh. Childhood. But I definitely remember that. And I did write. I I wrote, like, a story. I started writing a story at some point. Of, and I just remember it was, like, with this girl. And then there's a creepy house. And she was, like, running away from something. Or... Oh, ours is, like, a group of friends stumble upon this, like, haunted house or something. Or a haunted oh, okay. cabin. And then we were going to write a sequel to it, which was, like, having to do with something with, like, a lake. But then we never got around to it. And so I was just like, you know what? Because my friend was kind of done with it. And I was like, you know what? I want to keep writing stuff. And so then I would just write little things. Like, I never, like, I w- it was mostly just ideas. And I never kind of sprung into action on anything. Yeah. But you just kept getting a lot of different ideas. And I bet by mm-hmm. what you were reading, you were getting inspired, too. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up writing... Then and you know this, I think, right? I ended up writing this book from like fifth to sixth grade. That was really weird. Well, it was very like adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like ten. <laughs> I was like eleven or something. Um. Yeah, ten, eleven. That's very similar. Age. <laughs> You're like no eleven. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, if we're delving into my writing history. It was about these. I was inspired by um, Sam and Freddie from iCarly because I loved them as a couple, and so I I wrote with them in mind. Um, but it's about these friends that hadn't seen each other in years, um, and then accidentally had this one night stand, and she ends up pregnant. But they have to go on a road trip to California for a funeral together. <laughs> oh man, I feel like there was another book you wrote of like this girl who like got like pregnant in like a bathroom or something like that is that the same that's story? the same one she didn't get pregnant in a bathroom okay no it's the same one but she ended up getting pregnant and they were like tr- they like went on a road trip to try and like make the like throughout the entire pregnancy to try and hide it from her long-term boyfriend oh, gosh. Uh, who was like 30 something and she was like in her early 20s and he was like awful and like hated him and <laughs> oh my gosh it was so That's weird. That's so crazy. It was so weird. I think ended up this is this is when I started doing tragedies. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> the baby was a stillborn. Oh my god! <laughs> what? So they ended up like falling in love over the fact that they were having a child together. These two and old the high baby school friends is dead, and then the baby is dead. So then, what happens to the couple? Do they break up? They kind of get, they kind of like were separated for a bit. Like they just because she, I think she ended up breaking up with her her boyfriend yeah um and so they were like they were gonna be together and raise this child together and then it was just like this tragic moment and so they were like i just need space from each other i remember writing this stuff they just needed this is crazy they needed maybe you should like go back and like (laughs) revamp it and then be like first edition like revised (laughs) no you know it was i thought it was really good because they like had needed some time to separate and then i don't remember what happened but then they they decided that they wanted to be together again, regardless of the fact that they lost this baby. Aww. Well, you just spoiled the ending. Now when the book comes out, <laughs> we're going to be like, read it. <laughs> okay, but that was my first of three completed books. That's true. Um, so the third one is the one that's most promising to be published, mm-hmm. um, which you've read. Yes. Do you like it? I do really like it. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I'm not going to prompt you with any more questions because I'm afraid there's going to be a but in there somewhere. No, <laughs> there was no but. Um, but yeah, I think the writing's been happening since I was so young. Um, and I was honestly very ins- inspired to continue doing it because I remember one time in fifth grade, we had our Aunt Jenny as a teacher. You and I both did in fifth grade. Um, right? No, you didn't. You didn't have her. No, I didn't have her. No, I had our Aunt Jenny for fifth grade. And I had written this short, uh, little, like, literally like a page 
about my experience riding the Iron Dragon at Cedar Point when I, I was like that. a kid because I was so afraid. And then I wrote it and I loved it and I kept writing it. And so I wrote like a little like imaginative, like not imaginative, but like creative take on that memory. Mm-hmm. And she like read it in front of the class because she thought it was so good. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm good at this writing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this. I should just keep doing I just it. Keep doing it. And, and then I just got affirmed by teachers all the time. Like when we do creative writing stuff, like I remember writing this, <laughs> this like story about like a horse that could talk um and like I don't know why I wrote it it was weird or like I would write like just I remember for like extra credit in high school I wrote these excessive amounts of letters from like a um a husband at war to his wife I remember that (laughs) I did it all throughout Christmas break um and I used like different fonts because it was on my iPad to make it seem like old and rustic yeah and submitted like 50 of them Mm mm-hmm so it's always just been a part of me. Well, it helps too when you get encouraged in it, you know, and you're like, wow, people see potential in me and it makes you want to keep doing it. 100%. And like, that's been something that I feel has, I've kind of lost in myself being in nursing school. It's so scientific and yeah, structured. The creative but, side. Yeah. It's, it feels like it's falling apart sometimes. Well, you got to dive back into that swimming pool of literature. Oh, (laughs) and definitely. Literary knowledge. (laughs) And I definitely want to. I mean, I try and just still implement it to this day. Like last year on a pharmacology quiz, I remember I was done before a lot of other people and I flipped mine over and I wrote a poem on the back of it. And then when I turned in my paper um, and got it back, my professor had written on the back of it, you're a really great writer. And I was like, I thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you for acknowledging this nursing professor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like, I don't know, reading, writing, all that thing, all of our life, life and our life choices. I feel like, I feel like reading and literature and everything is just so a part of our lives that it's kind of, yeah. I don't even know what influences the other thing anymore. Yeah. And I was just thinking too, like uh, props to our parents. Like I remember my or our mom taking us to the library and I was like in elementary school and I got would get like stacks of those kids books Mm -hmm. and we would go like at at least once a week and I at one point I had read almost all the books in the book like in the um kids section section, yeah and those are like those little paper thin Mm -hmm. books and they take up a good amount and I would check out like 50 at a time or something like that (laughs) yeah and like it just was something that was encouraged of us from a young age. And like, I mean, there's a really famous picture of Maddie when she's little of this huge book, like kind of like teepeed or tented over her face. Cause it's like a hardcover. Cause she fell asleep reading it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just something that it's not like our parents would sit and read like, like, I know people who their family would read through Narnia or Lord of the Rings or something like that, like a, a series. Like, they, it's not like we did that, but it was mm-hmm. like they, they would tell us stories and then we would be interested. Like, they would just tell us stories mm-hmm. of their lives and, like, kind of as bedtime stories. And then we got into more of, oh, I want to read, I want to read other stories. Like, I want to, you know, and we just went to the library all the time and, and they just always encouraged, and we've joked about it before, but they were always very encouraging of, like, educational things for mm-hmm. us. And that was a huge part of it. And I'm really hoping to be able to implement the same thing for my kid, but I don't know what it is. Sometimes I sit down to try to read to him, and I'll get two or three pages in, and then he just starts getting fussy. I'm like, no, he's, you are going to like this. Like, he's I, also only three months old. I know, but sometimes he does a good job. But sometimes he's like, why are you reading this to me? I'd rather look at my Tonka trucks move across the ground. Oh, gosh. Like, I know. We'll get there. <laughs> you will get there for sure. <laughs> well, uh, 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 thank you, Maddie, for such a really interesting topic to talk about. Well, it was really fun. It was really nice to... Um, just, I don't know, converse about books. Like, I feel like we haven't done that for a while. You're right. And not just give our opinion about, like, a certain kind of book or tell the latest scandal or whatever. But I feel like it was just nice to to dive into our history and, and share, like, I don't know, why why this matters to us so much and why we love it. 
because it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Books are cool. Yep. All right, Haley. Well, uh, what are you reading now? Okay, so I... I am so annoyed. I was wanting to have this book almost done by today, but I kind of wanted to give myself like a week Mm. and it's almost been a full week and I'm not that far. It's been less than that, but it's, this week has just been weird. And so I am currently reading Ninth House by Lee Bardugo that I've talked about before. Um, It is a new release. Uh, remember, it's the lady who wrote the like six crows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that YA. Um, it's very interesting, very fantasy, Ooh. more so than I expected. Um, fantasy or fancy degree? <laughs> what? When you said fantasy, it almost sounded like you said fancy degree. Oh, really? Get it? No, like my, fa- I'm graduating. Yes, fancy. yes. Thank yes. you, thank you. Bringing no. it back. No, no, no. Fantasy. Very fantasy. And, like, it's essentially... Well, I don't really know. There's a, I feel like I'm still very early on in the book. And there's, I feel like, a lot... Like, I don't even know for sure what the main, like, problem is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the big plot point, you know? So, I'm still, I'm still working at it. But it's interesting. This girl... She's part of this secret society at Yale University. Ooh, I almost went there. What are, you, what are you doing over there? I don't know what you're talking about. Stop it. You can wait five minutes to eat something. No, I can't. I have to run soon. Gosh. Okay. Well, so it's this fantasy and this girl, she goes to Yale, but she has this fan, like um, this talent, this hidden, not hidden, this very weird ability to see ghosts and this like secret society at Yale, they like use, it's like occult stuff, like (gasps) magic things. Cult. uh, Occult. Oh, occult. 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 Oh, yes, I know. I know that word now. Okay. Um, And it's like, they do, they do like magic and they use, I don't know, they not like their sacrifices, but they like use magic and like use people to perform their magic to like Spooky. do stuff in society and whatever, like alter society. Spooky. Or, yeah. Like they've interfered in like Super Bowls or like who the president was, like stuff like that. Oh. Apparently. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of going off of what I've kind of picked up so far. I bet by the end of this book, I'm going to be like, it was completely different than what I thought. Oh, but probably. That's knows. probably why it's getting so much hype, to be honest. Yeah. But anyway, it's interesting. It's, um, I, again, I'm super early on into it, and I was hoping to be farther along. But it's a library book. So I have, like, two or three other library books, and they have to be done by, like, the 16th. At least Can't one they just of them be renewed? Does. Well, the thing is, I could potentially try to renew them, but if there's a hold on it, I'm not going to be able to renew it. I have to return it. So now mm. I'm, like, feeling this pressure of I have to get, like, especially two books, these two books done in, like, the next week or so. That's why I just pressure. buy them so I don't feel the pressure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. I would really love – I just haven't had a lot of time to just sit down and pump it out like I did with the chain that I read. Is so. it because you have a baby? Yeah, yeah, but I read that book with a baby, too. I don't know. This this book takes a lot of focus, Mm. and other thrillery books that are, like, fast-paced or, like, romance or whatever, like, those fly really quick, and this is, like, I really have to be paying attention because they're going to just, like, name drop things or mention little, like, I don't know, mention things that is connected to that secret society but I don't know what that means yet and I need to make sure I pay attention to it you know what I'm saying like mm, I'm constantly yeah. taking in new information to like capture and wrap my head around what this world really is you know what I mean that's totally fair understandable yeah. all right so what are you reading well I'm nearly finished with the glass castle by Jeanette Wall uh, but it's so good and then Don't you have to tell yourself like how is this real? Like, yeah, are these, 100%. like, for real people? Like, 100%. No it's super wild. I love it. Um, and then my plan is to start my November book of the month, which is The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. Oh, my gosh. That's perfect because I just got – no. Wait a second. 
you got Lisa. You got the November Lisa Jewel. I thought you're for some reason. I thought it wasn't November, and I thought it was a book that you got like a month ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, didn't we just get a Lisa Jewel book? I wonder if it's the <laughs> second book. Like oh you wanted to read two gosh. in a row, Haley. No, it's, it's just the same one. It's the same book. Anyway. I'm excited to read my book of the month as well, if I get around to it, but we'll see. I got to get these library books done first. Yeah, that's probably a good priority right now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, listener, for sticking along with our crazy stories about eyeballs and Scholastic Book Fair and my writing. Um, Thank you if you made it all the way to the end. (laughs) Yes. And if you want, feel free to, like, comment or message us. And let us know how you started falling in love with reading. Or if you're a new reader, like, how did you decide to start reading? And, like, what kind of has been keeping your interest in that? So we'd love to hear from you guys. You can message us at Instagram at Broken Binding or at Maddie Reads a Lot. Um, or even comment. On- Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now, uh, thanks for taking a break from reading. <laughs> oh my gosh, I messed it up. Start it over. Start ah, it over. Okay. Thanks for taking, thanks a, break for taking from a break from reading. <laughs> <laughs> now go flip some pages. <laughs>